Well, good morning, Faith Church. How's everybody doing? Hey, as you're on your feet, I would love for us. I know we just got out of praise and worship. I know there's no band up here, but I wonder for the next 30 seconds if we can get a little rowdy in this place. If you are thankful for the Lord, if you're thankful for this church, you're thankful for the goodness and the mercy of God. Come on, let's make some noise one last time. Well, hey, thank you so much for worshiping. Stand to your feet, applaud me. You can go ahead and grab your seat. Uh, man, we're so excited to jump in today. And man, uh, man, I've just been praying. I've been praying today that you would leave re-energized, refocused, filled up, on fire for the Lord. So that's what I've been praying for. Uh, really quickly, can you help me welcome in? Everybody's tuning in online, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if it's on a Tuesday afternoon, if you're in your bedroom, your bathroom, if you're in your car, it don't matter, man. We're so thankful that you guys have chose to tune in with us. We have some other campuses tune in, our Lawrenceburg and our Shoals campus. We welcome them as well. Well, hey, we are jumping into week number three of our current series, Re. Everybody say Re. Re. Two simple little small letters, just like my first name, R-E, come together to make this powerful and profound prefix that whenever placed at the front of a word, right? This is what the series is all about. That whenever a word starts with re, that means you're supposed to do it again and again, over and over. So just do it again and again and again. And uh, man, this, this series so far has been incredible. And so I thought I'd give you a little recap, uh, right? I'm going to sneak as many re words as I can today. Uh, y'all just keep a tally and let me know at the end how well I did. But do a little recap. Week one, Pastor Steve he taught on a word. I ain't no lie. Whenever Pastor Steve, he was telling us and staff, I want to cover the word repent. I was like, are you sure? You sure you don't want to move that to week four or maybe next series or next year? Come on. Cause repenting, right? The idea of repenting. I don't know if you've been bashed over the head with the Bible whenever you were growing up and you heard some fire and brimstone preacher saying, you need to repent. But thankfully, last week, Pastor Steve, he dropped the truth bomb on us that repentance, really the big idea of repentance is that we're changing our mind. And that really is what leads to behavior modification. That really starts changing every aspect, aspect of our life whenever we change our mind. It redirects us in life. Come on, somebody thank you for that truth of repentance. Last week, we covered, we covered another word. Uh, if you weren't here, uh, you know, maybe you need to go back and rewatch the message, or maybe if you were here, I hope you remember what we talked about because we talked about the word remember, right? And Pastor Steve, he did something that is just dirty, down low, can't believe he did it. He gave us homework. What are you thinking, Pastor Steve? I mean, we already graduated, most of us. Some of y'all are still working on it, you know. You, got, you better do your homework. But he, he gave us this homework, three things that we're supposed to remember to do as Christ followers. One, we remember who God is. Right? What's his character? What's his nature? Uh, I've been worshiping God this week. I've been seeing some cool things in scriptures. I've been rem reminding myself of who God is. Uh, not only that, Pastor Steve encouraged us, secondly, to uh, remember what God has said. Right? God speaks to us through a lot of different ways, but a surefire way that God speaks to us is through his word. So, man, I hope you remember what God has said. And then lastly, oh my goodness, it's not just me. I've had some conversations with some people. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that also has just remembered some things that God has done. Is anybody just thankful for the testimony on your life? Man, I, I am so thankful, man, hearing from some of these students. Man, uh, I, I was just at C groups. You don't know what C groups is. Y'all have connect groups if you're older. We got C groups because we're youth because we like to shorten everything. I don't know what's wrong with us. 
you just need to pray for us. We have C groups and man, I just opened up the floor. I was like, hey, Man, what, what does it look like in your life? What are some things that God has done? Man, I was hearing testimony after testimony of how God has shown up, brought restoration to people's families, has brought them closer to the Lord in times of trial and tribulation. And man, I've just been worshiping God. I've been reminded this week of all the good things that God has done again. And so this week, brand new week, that means a brand new word. Here's the word of the week. It's the word renew. Everybody say renew. 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 Man. We are so good at so many things, literally like our portfolio of good things that we can do and we can accomplish, man, it is just piling high. But one thing that we don't do is renew. We don't do it well. Uh, I know what you're sitting there thinking like, what do you mean? Like, I feel pretty good today. No, you ain't. I was watching you during, as I was walking up, half of y'all were yawning. I was watching y'all back over here in that corner over there. People just... We, we need some renewal in our lives, but unfortunately, a lot of the times, we just don't feel like renewal is for us. But I want to tell you, renewal is for everybody. It's renewal. There's renewal for parents, right? For you to be the person that God's called you to be as a parent, I want you to know, you need to be renewed. If you're a son or a daughter, guess what? You need to renew in your life. If you're a grandparent, if you're a business owner, if you're an employee all across this room, I want you to know that you have this call in your life. If you're going to be who God's called you to be, you got to be renewed. So this is what I've come up with from my own experience and from the expression in God's word. This is what I come to tell you all day. This is the, the framework, right? I'm going to try to stay within the lines. I sometimes will chase my squirrels, but if I do, just kick me or something. Within the, the framework of today's message, I want us to understand this, that renewal is required. Renewal is required. Again, for you to do what God's called you to do, you must renew and you got to do that well. And there's a lot of different ways that we, we renew. But the reason why we have a, a tough time, we struggle with, with renewing and, and understanding this, this requirement is that we've adopted this modern mentality. And don't, don't shoot the messenger. I know what y'all are thinking. This dude's calling us out. Hey, you are the ones that said it. I'm just regurgitating what you've already said. So I've heard the chatter of the crowd and the congregation here at Faith Church. Uh, and I've just heard it my whole life. Um, people say this. I'll ask them, how are you doing? And they'll say, doing good. Staying busy. Right? This modern mentality is that we believe that busy is better. Come on. How many of y'all got a full schedule? You got a full plate? Your calendar's booked up? Some of you, whenever I ask you, man, how's life? Man, it's busy. And you shoot me like a thumbs up, like, like we wear like a badge of honor. I'm thinking, what's wrong with you people? Busy? That's what's better? Used to people say, oh yeah, life's great, man. Nowadays you say, Staying busy. I'll even talk to some classics. I know y'all like to sit back there in the back. Y'all like to hold it down back there in your section. I'll be talking to people that's in our classics, 55 and older. And man, they're, they're a cool group of people. I'll be talking to them. Most of them are retired. They're like, man, how's life? It's doing good. <laughs> Staying busy. I'm like, you're retired. You have no business being busy. What's wrong with you? Right? It's this thing that we all struggle with. And your families, I want you to know that you need some renewal. You need to come against this, this stuff schedule mentality that we've just all adopted as a culture and as a country. I want us to give us today, again, uh, an expression 
through God's word of what it means to, to find renewal. So we're gonna read this together. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 16. Uh, I'd love for everybody to maybe flip over to in your Bible or maybe if you just wanna look at the sky Bible back behind us, there's no shame in the game. Uh, this is what it says. Y'all read this along with me. I'm not gonna make you read all the verses today because we got a, a couple, uh, but this is it. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 16. Y'all read this with me. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. All right, hey, we're gonna do it one more time because we got like 7% participation on that one. All right, y'all ready? We'll do it one more time. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Come on, somebody. Uh, I want you to know that there is some, some contrast that's taking place in this very verse. You might not have picked up on it, so I'm getting paid to, to break it down for you. Right? I did a lot of the heavy lifting. All you need to do, open your ears, maybe get out something to take some notes with. But there's some contrast taking place. Do y'all see that there's a, a correlation between people that are renewed and not wanting to give up? Did y'all see that? Oh, you didn't? Here, let me, let me show it to you again. That is why we never give up. Give up. That, that, though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. So the vice versa, like the, the opposite end of the spectrum is also true. If you are not getting renewed, you don't feel like giving up. That, that's just the truth. And I know that seems like kind of drastic. Like, I, I don't really feel like I need to give up. But I want to tell you, if you've suffered to any degree to what this passage is talking about, you might need some renewal in your life. Here's what some of the degrees of giving up looks like. Saying the words like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm bogged down right now. Some of you like, again, I don't, this ain't gonna get like a whole lot of applause. Like, oh, that's a good word, Pastor, that's me. No, because a lot of us, we don't like to admit that we need some renewal in our life, right? We like wearing the badge of honor that busy is better. But today, I, I wanna speak to some people in here because I, I really believe it's a, a problem in the church. It's a problem in our country. And we gotta get back to the Bible to see how we can experience the renewal that God's called us to. So what is the remedy for renewal, right? It's kind of sparred on this, this question in my mind. As I was reading, I was like, okay, I, I wanna get this place where I don't wanna feel like I give up. But how do I experience this renewal? Well, the Apostle Paul, he goes on and he, uh, he gives us kind of the, the whole idea broken down in these next two verses. Verse 17, 18, uh, y'all can just look on the screens, read this with me. For our present troubles are small, won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. And this is where it gets good in verse 18. The apostle Paul, he writes, said, so we don't look at the troubles we see now, rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. I've come to speak to some people today, and this is the big challenge. Y'all ready for it? If you felt like giving up, you got to fix your gaze. Come on, if you have had any degree of saying, hey, man, I'm kind of tired right now. Hey, I'm kind of busy. Hey, I'm kind of getting to the end of the road. I'm running out of rope. You got to fix your gaze. This is what I mean by fix your gaze. Uh, another word for it to be is change your perspective. You got to change your viewpoint a little bit. Uh, and today we do this in youth ministry all the time. Like we kind of do like some like body movements to help people remember. Uh, today, this is going to be our, our thing. Whenever we read the word look, sometimes we got to change what we're looking at 
if we want to experience something different. If we want to experience some renewal, we got to change what we're looking at. And so we're going to look today at a handful of scripture uh, that really deals with this word look. And I believe today you can experience some renewal if you will change what you're looking at by fixing your gaze. You have to first understand though, before we jump into these, these scriptures that we are people that just, we resist renewal. And this is the very first one, the, the first way we, we resist renewal, I, I'm the most guilty of. So I've been preaching this message to me, hopefully I can repent, change my mind. And uh, I've, I found out, you know, I'll just break it down for you like this. I'm just somebody that loves to put off things, put off things, especially that are important. Like I put the pro in procrastination. Anybody else with me? Like you, for some reason, you just, you know what you should be doing, but you ain't doing it, right? You put the pro in procrastination. Uh, I want you to know you have this responsibility to renew. If you want to renew, you, you gotta take up your responsibility. So uh, there's a lot of things. Again, if you would go out to my car right now, you would be embarrassed for me to see what my odometer reads versus what the sticker says for me to renew my oil. You should have saw the look on the faces of the people that were changing my tires this past week at Sam's, uh, Sam's Club. They were putting on some new tires. They're like, man, these tires are more bald than my cousin Jerry. How'd you even get here? I was like, well, I kind of slid in. <laughs> kind of made my way down through here. Right, if you've got a... a if you've got a vehicle, you know all about your responsibility to renew, right? You got driver's license. Some of y'all, y'all are holding on to that picture. Maybe some of y'all are holding on to the weight that's on the card. And some of y'all, y'all been putting it off. You've been driving on expired license for too long, too long. Some of y'all, y'all better be glad that the police officers that allow us to pull out, right? I'm thankful for our police officers, man. They, they help us out every single week so that we can just pull up out of here. No, no questions asked. Uh, super easy. No friction. But man, what if they started like checking y'all's tags? Uh oh, I'm preaching to some of y'all in here. I'm, I'm just a little reminder, little reminder. You need to go get your tags. So we got this responsibility to renew some things in our life. But what, what about in our spirit? I believe that what I've studied this week is gonna help some of you out. The reasons why you aren't experiencing renewal the way that God's called you to experience is because you've been living, you've been walking with the wrong responsibility. Ooh, I wonder what that could be. So we're gonna look into the scripture today and then we'll see if we can understand it together. Matthew chapter seven, verse three. This is the NIV because I grew up in the church of Christ. This is our bread and butter. This is our translation that we, we always looked at. And as I was remembering right, what the word says for the preparation for this message. This is the, the passage that came to mind. It says this, why do you look? Everybody say, look. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Right, that's a cool little alliteration right there that's sprinkled into this translation. Pay attention to the plank. I started thinking like, you know, people trying to help other people. You know, they got the big old, big old thing of lumber sticking out. You know, uh, this is where we've gotten our responsibility wrong before. We start looking and we start trying to highlight what our neighbors are doing wrong, what the people in our life, like, hey, we're saying, man, I know I'm struggling with stuff, but man, have you heard what they're doing? Uh-oh, I'm, I'm preaching to some people today that you haven't been experiencing renewal because you're more concerned with how other people have fumbled, made mistakes, and, and things that, where they've dropped the ball. 
I, I, I come to speak to some people today that for real, if you haven't been experienced renewal, there's something that you need to fix your eyes on. We're gonna read, again, this is Matthew chapter seven, verse three through five. We're gonna read the NLT uh, because I like, if you thought that, that was funny, you know, can't see past the plank. This right here gets even better. Matthew chapter seven, verse three through five says this. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye whenever you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck that is in your eye whenever you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. The responsibility that a lot of us have been carrying is trying to just point out other people. If there's ever been any time in mine and Morgan's marriage where we have been at odds with one another. You know what, is, what has really caused it? Because I've, I've been co too concerned with what she's not doing and she's been too concerned with what I'm doing wrong, right? That, that's where a lot of the friction and a lot of the lack of renewal in our marriage has come from. In the same way, a lot of you in your faith, the reason why you aren't experiencing renewal is that a lot of you, you you're, you're not looking at the log. Right, that's what I've come to, to tell some of y'all today that if you wanna experience renewal, you gotta look at the log. These are gonna be really cool, some alliteration terms, you can write them down in your notes, it's gonna be really cool at the end. Look at the log. The second way that we resist renewal is through R&R. &R. Everybody knows what R&R &R stands for? Rest and relaxation. Come on, everybody say those two words with me. Rest and relaxation. I'm gonna cover relaxation first because I need to tell some people today that you need to re relax to renew. And now this is very counter to our culture. And you're not even gonna hear this in many churches around the world. But I've come to tell you today that if you're gonna experience renewal, you gotta relax. We don't do rela relaxation well. Whenever people go on some, they take some time off for some R&R, &R, that means typically they're going on vacation, right? We don't do renew well. So that means we don't do vacation well either. You know how I know that? I've been looking at y'all Facebook posts. <laughs> All you men thought it'd be a great idea to take your family to Disney World. Everybody's smiling in the picture except for you. You're just like, got the Mickey Mouse ears on and everything. Got the shirt. Come on now. You don't do renew well, right? Increasingly, people have found out that Whenever they go on vacation, they experience post-vacation fatigue. If they ever do take some time for some R&R, 50% of people come back feeling more exhausted than whenever they left. We don't do renew well. Some of y'all, I come to tell you, just how the, the kids in our youth ministry, they, they tell me all the time, bro, you need to chill. Bro, you need to chill. And maybe your, your kids say that, but some of us, we, we got to do better at relaxing. Here's, here's why, Here, here's why this, here's where the rubber meets the road. A lot of people choose to either not get renewal while they're on vacation, they just choose not to go on vacation at all. More and more, year over year, there's more and more vacation days that aren't even being used. 760 million to be exact. 760 paid vacation days were not used last year alone. That blows my mind. You know what the number one and number two reason is? Because that, that people won't be willing to, to go on vacation. Number one reason is they, they would just admit they have too much work to do to leave. That's sad. The number two reason 
is, it might be even more sad that the reason that they don't go on vacation with their family where they get some time alone, where they, they get rejuvenated and they get renewed and they start feeling refreshed and maybe refocused for the thing that God's called them to do in their life. You know what the number two reason is? Because they feel like someone else might get the promotion they feel like they deserve. Right? We try to put it all in our hands. I've come to tell some people today, you got to relax. You know how I know that? Because the word of God says it. Look at what it says right here in Matthew chapter six, verses 28 through 30. It says this, and why worry? Hey, bro, chill. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Verse 30 goes on and says this, and if God cares, see a lot of people, they stop right there. And that's where they're like, man, I, I've wondered that before. Does God care? Well, let's just see if he cares for the lilies of the field. Because he goes on and says, if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and are thrown to the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? We're gonna read that again. Those are six powerful words that maybe this truth is what you need today. He will certainly care for you for you. You know, it's, it's hard for us sometimes. We got our hands to plow. We're on the grind. We got our busy schedules and we got our full calendars. We got a full play and we got this ball practice and we got to go here. We got to do that. We can't take off, can't go on vacation, can't get any relaxation because we feel like we can care for ourselves better than the creator of the universe does. That's why you haven't experienced relaxation in a while. That's why you haven't experienced the renewal that God's called you to is because some of you, you forgot to do something. You forgot to look at the lilies. You can put it in your notes. You forgot to look at the lilies, right? Maybe you made it past the log. Woo, hallelujah. You, you took care of that. You took care of your own responsibility. But now you got to remember to relax because we got to remember that God, God is the, the God of the resource. It's not up to us. He's the God of provision, right? We just sang it in a song a second ago. If he watches me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That's why I leave it up to Morgan. I can't sing. Morgan can sing. We're singing. You know, we're singing for like eight minutes. Pastor AJ, he likes the extended version of songs. I'm with him. Hey, we can sing it all day long, but some of it hasn't seeped into our hearts. Man, you've had a hard time trying to wrestle through it all, right? You, you might think that your promotion can actually bring some provision to your life that, that God can't bring. You, you've got a bad perspective. You need, to, you need to fix your gaze. You've got to look somewhere else. Some of you feel like the overtime you've been working, man, that's a lot better than what God's got to offer. I've come to change your mind. You've got to look at the lilies. The last way that I believe that we, we resist renewal is through rest, right? I told you we're gonna get there. And again, the Lord's been dealing with me on this all week. He's probably been trying to deal with, <laughs> deal with it uh, in my life for my whole life because I'm just somebody, I, I resist rest. One thing that I always begged for, I was the only child. And so, um, you know, maybe it was a little bit easier for me to get away with it. But I'd beg my parents, even from a young age, be like, let me please stay up. I gotta play some PS2. I gotta watch this movie. Can I please stay up? And it kind of built this bad habit in my life. 
Because as you get older, right, you, if you stay up later, you still got to wake up a little bit earlier. And so you start living your life sleep deprived. You might not know what sleep deprivation is, but I'm just gonna show y'all what it, what it looks like real quick. I need you to look at one of your neighbors. Look at one of your neighbors, look them up in the eye, check out, see if they got any bags underneath their eyes. Now look at your other neighbor. Look at your other neighbor that, hey, wave at them. That's your second favorite. That's your second favorite. Check and see if they got any eye boogers going on. What we just did, we just, uh, we just ran a little poll. One in three Americans, either you, the person you, you like, or the person that's your second favorite. <laughs> Statistics would say that one of you are sleep deprived. The definition of someone that's sleep deprived is someone that sleeps less than six hours a night. And it's really important to realize that if you are sleep deprived, it's gonna affect your life because you are your best whenever you get some rest, right? There's a 15% a increase in mortality rates for people that are sleeping less than six hours a night. You know, all the people that say, I'll sleep whenever I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you will soon. <laughs> like it's coming up. Like, <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're right with the Lord. So here it is. I'll just lay it out for you like this. Here's the practical. Set a bedtime and just do it. Set a bedtime for your kids. They'll help you out. You don't need to be sleep deprived physically, but what happens whenever the rest that we're called to experience spiritually starts getting deprived? Uh-oh. From a very young age, yet again, I, I remember experiencing deprivation in the rest of my spirit. I remember wrestling with things whenever I'd be alone with my thoughts and I'd start thinking, man, if I died right now, I don't know where I'd go. Because you know what? I was struggling with a lot of addictions. I was struggling with a lot of lying. The words I chose to use were not the best words. And so every time I started stacking it up, does my good outweigh my bad? I always kept feeling to myself, I'm a pretty good person, but man, I got a lot of bad in my life. I don't think if I died right now, it would be good for me. Right, it's, it, it caused this, this deprivation of rest in my spirit. And so today I want to show you yet again, one more passage of scripture that I believe will unlock some rest in your life so you can get the renewal that God has called you to experience. John chapter one, the gospel of John, this is the beloved disciple of Jesus. He is recollecting. There's another one. Come on, y'all thought I was out. I'm just getting better. He was recording that. Okay. I'm just, I can't even hardly do it. I've been stuck on this series. It's so good. So good. So he's writing down, he's pinning down in the very first chapter of John chapter one, he's writing about how Jesus' ministry is about to start. And there's this dude, John the Baptist, not to be confused with, you know, Mark the Methodist or Peter the Pentecostal or Whatever, you get the idea. John the Baptist, he's the forerunner for Jesus. He's the cousin of Jesus. He's going out, he's baptizing people. He's proclaiming about this good news of the kingdom and about this dude that's really worthy and he's gonna be worshiped forever and y'all need to be keeping a lookout for this guy. Well, here's the first interaction. I believe we need to lean in. If he's supposed to be the forerunner, really telling us, hey, this is who Jesus is supposed to be. We need to see how John the Baptist addresses Jesus. Y'all ready for this? John chapter one, verse 29 says this. And the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. He said, look, 
Everybody say, look. 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 The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lamb of God. What an interesting little term, right? I thought Jesus was this great teacher, great physician. He's, he's the Lion of Judah. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Why would John, did, did he miss, what, what's he doing here? Lamb of God? That's not very ferocious. What John the Baptist was wanting us to understand is he addressed Jesus. He was calling Jesus by who Jesus was called to be. Y'all know Jesus, he, he preached some messages, right? He did, made some disciples. He healed some people. Hallelujah. Man, that's super cool that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He might've healed somebody in your life. He might've healed you. But you know, the main thing that Jesus came to be, you know what it was? The Lamb of God. Because every time I start looking at my sacrifice that I've been making to the Lord, I find out that it's, it's coming up short. Oh, but whenever Jesus, he came and he lived a perfect life and he was sacrificed on the cross for me and for you, you know what? There's no sin or shame that he didn't overcome whenever he resurrected from that grave. Is anybody thankful for the Lamb of God? Again, some of you today, the reason why you're not finding, you're not finding the renewal in your faith that God's called you to experience. You know why? Because you haven't looked at the lamb. Some of you, you need to hear the good news of Christ. It doesn't matter what you've done, no matter how far you've strayed away. The good news is that the perfect sacrifice that was Jesus, that never committed a single infraction against God's word. I want you to know that sacrifice is enough. That's why we're saying he is enough. It is enough. Some of you today, you need to be reminded that you just got to look at the lamb. Everybody tune in online. You got to look at the lamb. <laughs> I, one, one other thing. Yeah, I'll put the pro in procrastination. Another thing is I'm not great with directions. I'm not great with directions. I was just thinking about this because, right, I'm telling you, you need to look at all these things. You need to look at the log, right? Look at the log, look at the lilies, look at the lamb. But has anybody ever been driving late at night? You got the music blaring, you got some kids in the car, you're trying to find, is that the house right there? Turn that music down. Anybody ever did that before? Why do we do that? We're, we're like driving around late at night like, hey, turn that music off, I gotta see. Why do we do that? Well, I believe today this will resonate with your faith a little bit because while you might have even read these verses before, I might not be preaching anything new to you, but maybe this is what you need to hear today. The reason why you can't really fix your gaze, the reason why you can't change the viewpoint that you need to experience in your life for, for renewal to come in is because the words of the world have been shaken in your head. Right, I, I can kind of hear the, the world now. There's a lot of funny sayings we have in the South. And one today that I want to talk about is, is the phrase, what are you waiting on? Has anybody ever heard that? What are you waiting on? <laughs> my, my dad, he, he owned a business. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. He, he made me work from a young age. Um, I was like nine years old back there in the 114 degree warehouse, like toting boxes that were three times my size and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, steaming clothes. I've done it all because uh, he's had a lot of business model changes. But 
One thing I remember hearing a lot of times, because I'd be lazy, I'd be kind of lackadaisical in my movements, kind of slugging around. I was trying to get out of work. He'd say, Tom, what are you waiting on? Get over here, man. Let's get to work. It's not just from my dad. I heard from my, my ball coaches, uh, Coach Hartsfield, my high school baseball coach. We would be slug, you know, kind of doing some stretches, getting ready. And he'd be ready to get, some, get practice underway. And we left the, the baseballs in the field house one day. He said, come on, boys, what are y'all waiting on? Go get those baseballs. We got to get practice started up. And the world started saying this, and maybe it's impacted you in the same way it's impacted me because the world's trying to speed us up. I heard things like this whenever I got my first girlfriend from people in my locker room, whenever I was telling them, yeah, man, we, we haven't really crossed any lines yet. Like, I know y'all been talking about this and that. And they say, Ty, what are you waiting on? People in this very church, and again, this is no shade thrown at anybody, but sometimes you don't realize the weights you're putting on people. We, people have asked me, and they've been talking about me and Morgan, like, man, when, when are y'all gonna have a kid? What are y'all waiting on? And today, I, I, I just wanna look and see if I could find a response. Because I believe if we can silence the world around us, we can experience the renewal that God has called us to. And so look at this response in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 and 31. It says this. Again, this is gonna help y'all with the homework from last week. It says this, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God. Come on, is anybody thankful for that? that? That's the testimony of the Lord. That's who he is. He is the everlasting God, the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of all the earth. That's who he is. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. But here's the contrast of those that don't experience renewal. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. Oh, but here it is. Here's the remedy. Here's the recipe for renewal in your life. I mean, I want you to lean into this next verse because I'm telling you, it is incredible. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. Come on, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. I want to tell some people today that if you want to experience renewal in your life, all you got to do is trust in the Lord. But what does that mean? Sometimes we get a little Christianese flaring up inside of us. We'll say things to people like, man, just trust the Lord. What does that mean? Well, I like how the ESV reads it because I believe it'll give us a definition of what trusting the Lord really looks like. This is what it says, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says this in the ESV version. But they, excuse me, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Here's our response. Whenever the world is saying, hey, what are you waiting on? We say, we are waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord's plan. I'm waiting on the Lord's provision. I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord's protection. I'm waiting on the Lord's people that he's trying to put in my life. See, a lot of the times we, we, try, to, we try to pick our plan. We try to roll with, with what we feel like we should be doing. Every single time in my life that I fell flat on my face, it's because I, I've tried getting my plan to come to fruition. 
See, today I've come to tell some people today, if you wanna experience renewal, you gotta make an exchange. You must trade weariness for waiting if you want to be renewed. You gotta make that exchange. A lot of us, again, we, we got the badge of honor on that says, man, busy is better. Man, we're going to all these ball practices. We got homework and I got college courses and I got bingo. The Lord wants us to experience renewal today. And I wonder across this room, is there anybody that feels like you've got to the end of your rope? Man, you just found yourself saying, I'm tired, I'm bogged down, I'm exhausted. And you need to experience renewal from heaven. You need to make that exchange today. Here at Faith Church, we're literally identified by our core values. I love our core values, reach, connect, grow, serve. We do those better than any other church I've ever seen in my life. But I wonder today as we're closing down, I want you to imagine something. Imagine that our identity, the core of who we were as a church, I wonder what type of breath of fresh air we could be to the world if we started being identified as the people that, those people are renewed. Man, those people are re-energized. Man, those people are refreshed. Man, it seems like they, they got something that's different about them. It seems like the spirit that they have, it is, it is just re-energized, refocused. Man, those people are renewed. Today across this room, I just wanna pray for you. If you felt like in your life, you felt like busy is better, man, man maybe you just have a full uh, schedule, a full calendar, and today, you wanna make that exchange, weariness in your body, an overwhelmed mind for waiting on the Lord. You wanna make that exchange today. I, I just wanna across this room, if you would just be bold enough to say, hey, I, I've been struggling with this. I've been a little bit weary. I, I've, been, I've been bogged down by the life around me. I, I just wanna pray for you all across this place. If you've been, man, you've just been feeling like you just need some renewal from the Holy Spirit. Man, I just want to pray. You pray with me. Lord God, I thank you, God, for your word today. God, I pray that if there's any person that's in this room today, Lord God, that has not been experienced renewal, Lord God, because they've they just been trying to be worried about everybody else. God, they're worried about uh, how other people have dropped the ball. God, I pray that today, Lord God, you could renew them. God, I pray for everyone today that, that feels like it's all up to them. God, I pray that there, there would just be a spirit of relaxation that would come upon them. Lord God, we know that you are the God of the resource. God, today for anybody that hasn't been experiencing rest, God, I just pray that God, they would look to the lamb today, Lord God, knowing that you are enough. Lord God, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that, that made us uh, in right standing with you. God, thank you so much. God, that our sin and our shame is canceled because of the sacrifice of Jesus. God, I pray there'd be a, a, a spirit of boldness that would come over this congregation of people. God, that they would make that exchange today for, of weariness for waiting, waiting on, on your plan, Lord. God, because we know that your thoughts are higher. God, we know that your ways are greater than our own ways. So we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise.